Welcome back to Recovered Life. It's Damon Frank, and I am back with George Snyder, life and recovery strategist. How you doing today, George? I'm great, Damon, and it's good to see you. Really good to see you. We have a very interesting topic today, and I normally talk about the topics, but I want you to announce it this time. Well, we're talking about picking your team. I think uh, we were talking about this the other day, picking your team, picking people, people to be, surround yourself with people that are going to fill you up, not pull you down. You know, I was thinking of that after I'm with a, an old friend or an old acquaintance, do I feel do I feel uh, energized or do I feel exhausted? And I think we all know the difference between these relationships. And I think sometimes we ignore it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I learned from the old school men's mastermind group that we have here in Recovered Life, which you are the host, might I add, um, is that having that inner sanctum, that circle, right? That those core group of people is just so important because I know a lot of times in early recovery, the decisions that you make and the people that you hang around just because they're in recovery doesn't necessarily mean that you should be hanging around with them, right? Well, if you've spent as much of your life as I did at one point, not feeling, not being present, it, it takes a little while before I can begin to adjust and realize, are these people are they on my team or mm-hmm. am I, or am I really getting pulled down into something that maybe not, uh, not necessarily good for me? And, and that can mean a lot of different stuff. I think everyone wants us to succeed. It's just that there are a lot of other issues, which again, I think as we get more present, more aware of ourselves and our environment, we get a better sense of what's good for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, somebody said, uh, I, when I was first in recovery, they said, Hey, people that are in early recovery, they have a broken picker, meaning they don't pick well, right? They don't pick well a lot of times. So you could give three scenarios and two are bad and one is good and give them three shots and we'll pick the two that are bad for us. Right. Before we'll pick the good one. That that's true. Don't you believe that? I do, Damon, and a lot of it has to do with how, what I, what I've been trying to do in the world. And for a long time, what I was trying to do is whatever you wanted, so that I could get what I wanted. But what my needs sort of tended to come last. And as long as I was uh, not present by whatever means was available, I really didn't care. So now I'm present. I'm re- in recovery, and I'm beginning to be a little more not. I don't mean judgmental, but I think there's a value to some critical thinking of being aware and looking around. Is this a good situation for me to be in? Is this a good relationship for me to be in? Is it one that makes me feel better about myself? Or is it one that I walk away from feeling bad? And I think those are those are important clues of working with a group of people you trust, being like we do in old school, where we can feel comfortable enough to say, hey, this is what's going on with me, and I'm not sure. I need another perspective. Does- Absolutely. And I think also, too, is that knowing who is healthy for you to hang around in recovery as well, right? So there might be people who uh, maybe don't have really good recovery and are going in and out constantly. You might not be in the position where you can emotionally handle that and be around that all the time in your inner circle. It doesn't mean that you can't have compassion and hang out with them and do things, but you but maybe they're not in your real inner inner circle. 
Right. Damon, I mean, we hear it all the time, you know, stick with the winners. And I've had people say to me, oh, that's so mean. What are you, why are you being so mean? It's like you're talking about the last kid picked uh, for the team. And I'm like, not necessarily mean. It's, it, it's just let's be supportive and caring about everybody, ideally. But yeah. so let's stick with people that are doing and being the kind of having the kind of lives that we want. Yeah, we're all pro compassion, but you don't want to sink your own ship, right? Oh. You that that's the whole thing, and that happens a lot. You know, oh, we yeah. see this. You know, after being in recovery for decades, you start to see people who they'll do that. They'll start drifting out of their inner circle of people and start hanging out with people who maybe don't have their best interest or not vested in them. And then all of a sudden they're in trouble. Yeah. And our goals change. Our, our needs change. There was a time when, and I, you know this, Damon, there are times when you were just, I'm going to manipulate the situation because I'm thinking I'm going to get what I want. But what I wanted changes when I'm suddenly, I'm in recovery now and my goals are a little bit different. Um, I'm no longer trying to just stay out of being present. I'm, I, I want to be here and mm -hmm. the people I'm going to hang with are going to be different people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that we talked about when we talked about the subject was how to actually start picking those people. You know, they say, find people that have what you're want, what you want. Um, I, I say a little, even an extension from that, find people who are actually doing that, right? So it's not people that talk about compassion, but people are really compassionate or not talk about service, but maybe they're the person that's the least expected. They show up five minutes early, they leave five minutes after, right? The people who are doing it, not the people who are just talking great about it. Right. It's a really good point, Damon. I mean, there's we, there's the talk the talk, there's walk the talk. We've heard it. Um, it's about being in the middle. And we've heard that too. Be in the middle. Be with the group that's doing rather than the just on the sidelines watching. Really, really great words of wisdom. And, and there's some real jewels in this in, in this uh, episode here because I really feel that this is a, a topic that gets a lot of people in trouble and they don't want to talk about it because they feel, well, I'm not being compassionate or I'm not being, you know, inclusionary, right? And, and that's not what we're saying at all. We, we're saying be compassionate, be inclusionary, but also have boundaries. And, and know what you want and know who you're picking. You said it, Damon. It's about a lot of it's about having boundaries too. You know, I didn't have any boundaries. I just, as long as I could keep getting what I needed to stay out of this present moment, then I do whatever you wanted. And I did some very uh, regrettable behavior just to keep in that place. I don't have to do that anymore. Um, People who I don't have to manipulate anymore. I don't have to pretend anymore. Um, doesn't make it doesn't mean that I'm throwing people away. It doesn't mean that I don't care. It means that I care more about taking care of myself. Because if I take care of myself, I'll be able to take care of you and help you. If I don't take care of myself, I'm not going to be of any use to any of you. Words to live by, George. Well, thank you very much. This has been a great episode. I know I got a lot out of it, and I hope you guys did as well. And I uh, can't wait for the next one. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Damon.